What if the speed of light was 30 miles an hour? What if Earth had two suns? Which cereal mascot would win in a what fight? What if everyone lived underground? What if, it rained what if money grew what on if trees? What if pigs could fly? I don't know if that would actually happen. It's much easier to store a unicycle than to store a horse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Absurd Hypotheticals, the show we overthink dumb questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Marcus Lehner, and I'm joined here today by Chris Yee and Ben Storms. Say hi, guys. Hey, I'm Chris. Hey, I'm Ben. You guys ready for another exciting fighting episode? We're gonna punch each other. Probably less direct punching <laughs> in this one, based on the fighters that we've selected. Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, I take <laughs> it back. One of us is gonna right. punch. <laughs> There's going to be – one of us will be punching a fair amount. Yeah, so what we do um, is we have each selected a character with a secret identity. Uh, and we want to determine if these three characters squared off against each other, who would be the ultimate winner in a fight. So basically the way we do this, uh, for those of us who have our fight episodes before, is we each introduce our character, our fighter, uh, go a little bit into their – powers, abilities, advantages, disadvantages. Then we kind of run through some scenarios and try to assign the likelihood that they'll win, usually by percentage. Oh, there's a 60% chance they'll beat them. Oh, and then, you know, 4% chance that it goes this way. Uh, and then I, I math a bunch of those scenarios together uh, to get a overall win percentage. And then we spin the wheel of final determination, which will then tell us exactly who the real winner is conclusively between these secret identity havers who will be named. They're, they're secret until we introduce them, <laughs> even in our own podcast. Yes. I'm glad we, we have a consistent name for the wheel now. God, I hope it's consistent. I'm not sure if that's what I, call, if that's what I called it I'm last time. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I think it is. I always forget every time, and then somehow you remember. It's because I named it. It's my boy. It's my baby. <laughs> Only other parameter going on is we um, tend to pick Central Park as our fight location, Slight change on this one. It's still Central Park, but we're going to be doing it at nighttime for reasons that will become immediately apparent once Ben starts. And to give an excuse to be at nighttime, we'll decide to do it during the um, the Christmas tree lighting in Central Park. Give us a nice little event to enjoy. We have a reason for that as well. When do you get to me? <laughs> Alrighty then. So, I, there, And there's no reason for me, but, you know. <laughs> we can't all be so special. I think I think we've had enough of playing, uh, playing, playing coy with our secret identity. So, Ben, why don't you get us started so we can get some... <laughs> Some real info out there. I am going with noted billionaire and philanthropist and notorious playboy Bruce Wayne. Dope wait, it's actually Batman. But she didn't see that one coming. Giving away your secret identity right away. Yeah, I put my, all my cards on the table. Well, Batman's already lost. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm going with I guess Bruce Wayne slash Batman. If you're somehow not familiar with Batman, um, I guess also listen to our last episode where we talked entirely about him, but. Bruce Wayne is, as I mentioned, a billionaire. He owns a very profitable com company. And in his spare time, he dresses up in a bat suit and punches criminals a lot. He has other, you know, skills aside from just the punching. He's effectively trained as a ninja. He has been called the world's greatest detective. Not necessarily always uh, true in all of the stories, but close enough. I do want to briefly talk about the punching part. Because I feel like it's one of those things where there's definitely a, you know, important line to draw on how strong Batman actually is. The answer apparently is very. He apparently bench presses between 800 and 1,000 pounds. Uh, the world record is about 1,100 pounds. He military presses five to 600 pounds, which is more than the world record, which is 486 pounds. 
and he curls they say 300 350 pounds which is 50 to 100 pounds more than the world record so he is like <laughs> legitimately like the hundredth percentile strength human possible he is hundred first percentile strength yeah, in like, some areas like he is effectively the strongest just a human on the planet so that's you know useful i guess in a fight nah <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm not gonna go too deep into all of the the gadgets and things because we did talk about a lot of them last week also there's just a lot a lot yeah, of them there's a lot of them you're probably vaguely familiar with most of them if you're listening to this podcast let's be honest here the ones that are relevant they'll come up um the one thing i do definitely want to address because it's it's a very important question in terms of the strategy for this fight how fast can Bruce Wayne get the bat suit on? Because if that's something that has to be done, you know, with preparation, he probably can't start as Bruce Wayne, try to feel out his opponents, and then switch into being Batman. He'd have to be Batman the whole time, which is kind of a disadvantage knowing the opponents he's going up against. I feel like he's uh he never like changes when he's away from Wayne Manor, right? He always changes in Wayne Manor. So I'm pretty sure that it's it's established that they're like our bat suits and the Batmobile. Okay. It's not like a you know it's not like Iron Man where he has it in like a freaking briefcase or whatever, but like he does have it seems like suits relatively on hand in terms of speed. Uh, in the Dark Knight, in that scene where where the Joker comes and crashes his party, um, he's in his just regular clothes at the start of it. When they show up, he ducks away, goes to a safe room, changes, and comes back in approximately three minutes. Which seemed very fast, but I did find apparently firefighters, which obviously a fire suit is not the same as the bat suit, but it's at least relevant. They can put on their full gear in about a minute and 30 seconds. So you figure that if it's something that he's highly, highly trained at, being someone who's as like weirdly fanatic about physical things as Batman is... It's not absurd to think that even with a more complicated suit, he could get on around three minutes. I feel like I could get a, I could get on I could get into a Batman costume in three minutes, no well, problem. Okay, that's different, Marcus. <laughs> is it? I mean, is his is his cost is his is his full suit gonna be less convenient to put on than a Batman costume? It's probably close. I don't I would imagine like it, it's definitely made out of more, you know a Batman costume is like maybe some plastic and like a bunch of cotton. It's definitely a much more, you know I feel like it, the bat suit has to be a lot more fitted. For him to do his various movements. He can never turn his neck. Yeah, that's fine. If you want to make it really difficult to put on, you can do that too. <laughs> anyway, I'm going with three minutes, which I do think is fast enough that he can start out the fight enjoying perhaps sponsoring the Christmas tree lighting as Bruce Wayne try to collect some intelligence on his opponents, or I guess just determine who they are, and then switch into Batman once the time is right. So it's Batman. You get the idea. Chris, who do you have? So my fighter is Agent 47. If you don't know who Agent 47 is, he is a uh, a video game character. He has a lot of video games. He actually has eight main series video games and then two mobile games. He also has two movies, two books, and a six-issue comic book series. I've only played the games, but... If you could give us the title of the game, that would be cool. Oh, yeah, the game's called Hitman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there we what go. does he do, Chris? <laughs> He is a hitman. Uh. I have seen one of the movies. One I saw the one with Timothy Oliphant. It was very bad. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Never saw it. And then I heard the second. I never saw the second movie. I heard the second movie is worse. So 
don't plan on seeing that. But Agent 47 himself is six foot two. He weighs 187 pounds, and he's obviously a professional hitman. He is a former top agent of the ICA, which is the International Contract Agency, and he's considered the world's greatest de- uh, assassin. <laughs> not detective. I almost said detective. That was, that was claimed already, <laughs> sir. Yep. He's not the world's greatest detective. Now, he's actually a clone, so he has a pretty complicated backstory, but he is a clone of his creator, who is Dr. Ortmeier, and Dr. Ortmeier genetic- genetically enhanced him, so they... He, like, mixed the DNA of five criminal masterminds who funded, like, his creation. And their goal was basically just to, like, make the perfect assassin. But then he accidentally added a sixth ingredient. <laughs> Chemical X. God, I forgot how, how dumb the backstory of, like, these games it are. Is. I never actually played the <laughs> earlier games. I think that's the earlier games they explained the backstory they, more. They said a lot of it there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Ben was talking about Bruce Wayne being the strongest just a human technically agent 47 is more than human because he has a 47th chromosome instead of 46 like most humans and that apparently makes him genetically superior so i'll get into that like his strength and stuff later but he technically doesn't have a like a conventional name people just call him agent 47 he does have a barcode on his head and it's like i guess that's how you would identify him it, ha- it has a real number to it and it's based on the date of his creation and then like his model number. Uh, I think 47 is in there as well because of the 47th chromosome thing. But I think that's the closest he has to like an actual identity is the barcode. So because he is genetically enhanced, he has a bunch of enhanced abilities. So he's not just like a normal human. He has enhanced strength, enhanced durability, enhanced speed, enhanced endurance, enhanced reflexes, enhanced metabolism, which helps him like heal faster, I guess a little bit and enhanced senses so he's very perceptive and aware of his surroundings i don't think he's like superhuman i don't think like like he's not superman obviously i don't have like numbers to quantify it like you did with batman but i would assume he's close to batman at least if not stronger than batman i don't really know i mean i've i've seen him struggle to put buys and dumpsters many times <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of my my one my one uh <laughs> question about that particular interpretation but fair enough right my one my one exposure to the hitman series i did not learn how strong he was because it was just me and chris looking for scissors for about 45 minutes yes. at one level well that is user error that is not his fault <laughs> <laughs> hate the player not the game sir yeah so he's he has all that stuff but what he's known for the best or like what he's most known for is his disguises and his ability to blend in so he usually the way that he approaches his targets and his contracts is he uses disguises um so he like finds someone that has a disguise he knocks them out hides their body and takes their their uh, outfit and then he pretends to be them and walks around as them so he's a master of disguise Ben was also talking about the speed of putting on the bat suit. Agent 47 is very fast at putting on clothes. I didn't time it, but it's within seconds. <laughs> and then, yeah, he uses that to just infiltrate and assassinate his targets without being detected. He is very good at stealth, even without his disguises. So he doesn't necessarily need disguises. And he's actually also very good at martial arts. So he he knows kickboxing, Krav Maga, Jiu-Jitsu, a few others. He's an expert marksman. He's a skilled engineer and mechanic, so he can, like, manipulate things to help him. 
like mechanical things. Um, he's an expert locksmith. And then he has some like oddly specific skills that help him with his disguises. So he's like a skilled painter, barber, a tattoo artist, a, uh, a drummer and a keyboardist, which probably none of those will come up in the fight. But I'm dying at the idea that he like knocks out and replaces him member a band and only realizes that he gets on stage. He was actually the bassist, not the drummer. He's like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd love to go. To, I'd love to go see a show where like. One dude just like knocks like knocks out the bassist not so subtly on stage starts playing his part and like between songs like knocks out the drummer and the bassist wait like gets re- regains consciousness he just keeps like switch shifting through <laughs> positions in the band. Yeah, he also can speak very many languages. Um, just helps him blend in more, I guess. So probably won't help again in the fight, but still, he's also very smart. I think all of us are very smart, probably. And he's probably not the smartest of the three, but he is smart. So don't assume he's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. (laughs) And then in addition to all that, he also has like access to a lot of tools and weapons. He has various handguns, sniper rifles, machine guns, assault rifles, shotguns, knives, syringes with poison sedatives. He has explosives. And he's very good at just killing people with like common items that are sitting around like scissors if he can find them. So if he doesn't have access to weapons, he'll just like look around and see something that he can use on the fly. So that is Agent 47, good assassin, master uh, of disguise. Marcus, who do you have? All right. Mine's a little bit more out of left field here. I am going with Light Yagami, also known as Kira from the anime series Death Note. Is it Yagami or Yagami? I always pronounce it Yagami. I always pronounce it Yagami, so I'm sticking with it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you remember. Listeners, I, feel free to correct me. It's been a while since I've watched it, so I don't know. Yeah, it, it actually it's been quite. It's been a while for me too. I, I kind of wanted to rewatch it after I was like, oh, because I, I had to like relook up the plot, and I was like, oh right, yeah, the show was cool. It was cool. It looks like it is Yagami, by the way. Okay. Some, some brief googling. Anyhow, for those unfamiliar with the series. It's been out there. Well, I'm not going to avoid spoilers too much here. But basically, um, Light Yagami, he is a high schooler. He is a natural genius, like, you know, very smart. And he finds on the floor one day the Death Note, which is a little black notebook that literally says Death Note on it. And what he can do with it is if you write someone's name in the Death Note, that person dies. He takes this and he's discontent, dissatisfied with the world. He thinks all the, you know criminals and you know corrupt business leaders and all that are you know getting away with too much and it's up to him to enact justice and he starts killing a whole bunch of criminals using his his death note and then the series from there is basically a a crime series where he is the the genius criminal and he's going up against the genius detective l in a battle of wits more or less and it's kind of one of the interesting things it's kind of like the Death Note is effectively effectively magic. The explanation behind it is that it's kind of powered by the Shinigami, basically the god of death, Ryuk. So it's like his notebook. And so if he's touching the notebook, he can actually see the Shinigami and talk to him. And so the Shinigami doesn't actually really, isn't too involved. He's just, his whole plot line is that he's just kind of bored and being like, hey, this, <laughs> this light guy is kind of messing around and see where this goes. So that's kind of what powers the Death Note. The Death Note does have fairly specific rules. I'll run through the, the five main rules that are like the, the, the ones in the front page and then kind of 
summarize the important bits. Number one, the human whose name is written in this note shall die. Two, this note will not take effect unless the writer has the person's face in their mind when writing his or her name. Therefore, people sharing the same name will not be affected. If the cause of death is written within the next 40 seconds of writing the person's name, it will happen. If the cause of death is not specified, the person will simply die of a heart attack. After writing the cause of death, details of the death should be written in the next 6 minutes and 40 seconds. So kind of the main thing is, in order to kill someone with his death note, he needs both their real name and their face. After that, if he has both of those, he can just write it in the notebook and that person will die of a heart attack. Or he can write how they will die in fairly good detail too. You can pretty much add as much detail as you want. If it turns out that what he's writing can't physically happen, like, you know, hey, this prisoner in France dies, you know, in Japan in 20 minutes, that's impossible. So they just die of a heart attack. The control that he exerts over them, like he can last for about 23 days. So he could plan something out up to 23 days in advance. Um, So if you write someone's name, he can kill them up to 23 days later. So really, I think for Light, kind of his advantages... Probably the highest offensive potential in that if <laughs> it's a de- it's a guaranteed kill. <laughs> and the other one um, being kind of his anonymity where, like, he is just a high school student. He doesn't have really anything flashy going on besides literally just carrying around a fairly generic looking notebook. So I guess we can kind of start talking about how this fight would go. Because I think first, usually... We kind of just start on opposite sides of a field and start beating the crap out of each other. (laughs) But that's not really in the spirit, I think, of these secret identities. So I think really the first part of this will be research, almost. Like, if we're all at this event, like, we don't know who each other are. How do we, how do do we know and how do we find out? Right. I believe we set parameters, like, rough parameters of what we know going in. Yeah, so I think we discussed this a little bit, but not too much before we recorded. But I think we know that someone has like a a notebook that can kill people. I think we know that Batman is around and that he's part of the fight. Yeah, and that he's like there. And we know that there is a hitman somewhere around. That seems fair. I don't know if there's anything else that we would need to know. No, I mean... Probably the, the probably the most important one is is that it's known that like the notebook is the method of killing, because it would be pretty it would be a lot harder for either Batman or Hitman to figure that out if they didn't believe in magic. Right. I guess so. You're asking if we should if you would have to like demonstrate it before we believe it. Yeah. Well, or or in the in the likelihood that you figure out like is it you have to sort of figure out which person is writing the names down or is it you have to figure out someone killing people with a notebook through you know, magic means, and then figure out who it is. I think the the second half is already difficult enough. Yeah, I mean, we could do it either way. I was imagining just the secret identity thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, just have, you, you know, yeah, like, it's known that there's a notebook out there that can kill people, and that someone there has it. Yeah. Also, I think, technically, you don't necessarily have to be in Central Park, but should we say that you are? Yeah, we can, we can all start there. I think the way we do this one is, let's start with... Um, a more or less heads-up fight with Batman and Hitman uh, and Agent 47. I'm going to call him Hitman (laughs) (laughs) because if there's ever a straight-up fight, it's going to be deterministic with light. Well, I don't think it's going to start as a straight-up fight. I think it is like a battle of the wits kind of like trying to figure out who – like who's going to figure it out first. Yeah, but it's more likely that you guys – 
like, if you guys are both wandering around, Agent 47 could see Batman and start pursuing, and Batman could notice Agent 47 pursuing, for example. Actually, I guess I have a question. So, like, have you been killing with the notebook? Like, are you a known criminal right now? That's what's, that's going to be, that's going to be kind of the tricky bit. I think the answer is, yeah, I think I have to be, because I, I think there's no chance that you're just like, that's, that's, there he is, that's the one with the notebook, <laughs> unless you, like, capture everyone in Central Park that has a book. Right. And even that wouldn't be fully guaranteed, because uh, it can even be, like, parts of the notebook, like, a lot of, a lot of what he does in the show is, he's, he ends up working for the investigative team, so he's working very closely under harsh surveillance, and... He can he'll be using like scraps of paper from the book instead of the whole book itself to like kind of hide that he's writing in a notebook. Right. Well, I I think the main reason I ask is because if you are like if you're basically the known serial killer, like people know there's a serial killer around somewhere. Would this be something that Batman is trying to investigate already? I'd imagine so. Yeah, because usually that's Batman's motivation. Uh, Agent 47's motivation is mostly just his contracts. Like he doesn't really have any allegiances to like aside. Yeah, let's 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 forget that we start an event and go and say we've all been contracted or are all motivated to investigate each other, to find out each other's secret identities. Okay. Let's say you know me. You know, Light is like I'm the I'm the voice of justice. I want to get rid of Batman. I want to get rid of Hitman because they're just murderers. You know, I don't agree, you know I don't want them going with that or they're mess. They, I expect them to mess with my plans. Hitman's hired to take both of us out. Batman thinks well they're both murderers yeah, <laughs> we all think it's the other people are morally wrong yeah no you don't get to do the murdering i get to do the murdering <laughs> so i guess my my first question is is agent 47's name just 47 that was what my googling kind of implied so i think his name is his barcode is what i was saying okay agent 47 sort of like a nickname right 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 my friends call me agent 47 uh, my actual name you need a barcode reader to pronounce <laughs> Very fun fact on Agent 47's barcode, by the way. Uh, I was wondering if there was, like, it would be, like, a personnel file or something if you scanned it and was looking up, like, oh, can you, like, scan the the barcode on the back of his head? Turns out, yeah, you can. So they had a trailer for Hitman uh, Absolution, Annihilation, something like that. Absolution. Absolution. That was the bad one. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Anyway, yeah. If you scan the barcode with a, like, one of the, one of the shopping ones, like, the ones that, you, like, you can scan food and stuff or, you know, Amazon packages, whatever... If you scan that barcode with one of those scanners, what pops up is the drawstring double dong dildo bag, <laughs> specifically in Starry Night Blue. Okay. <laughs> so I think technically, wait, I'm looking at the barcode right now to see if it matches the lower back, uh, the lower number barcode. So the last two numbers on the barcode, the numbers are on the the barcode itself, the N forty seven. I think if you scan it with like a you know, with one barcode system, it comes up as just the number. Right, yeah. But if you if you take what they had in the trailer and scan it with, like, a barcode checking app that compares it to, I, I guess it's UPC, it's UPC or yeah. something lookups, that's what pops up, and I find that amazing. <laughs> I mean, the Hitman games have always been pretty goofy. Like, you can hit people with fish and stuff, and you dress up as a flamingo. Yeah, some I don't think they put they wanted to put um, Double Dong Dildo Bag on the back of their main <laughs> protagonist's head, though. I'm Agent 47. My friends call me Starry Night. <laughs> I was just just trying to imagine where it's like, what, at what point you're like, you know, I could really use a bag for this <laughs> to, to store it nicely. But anyway, yeah, I think that is his name. I would say the barcode is his name or the number. If you can like learn the number, then that's his name. 
Yeah, I think I think it. Yeah, so that makes it a little bit easier for Light to investigate that bit. And then I was looking at discovering Batman's identity, and so I was like, well, I know like some people know, like you know, obviously the people very close to him. I guess the Justice League in different fictions know. But I was like, well, if you got, if he's hiding it from people, how many villains have discovered Batman's identity? So I have a quick list here of villains that have discovered Batman's identity and how they discovered them, kind of in the order of most ridiculous to, sorry, least ridiculous to most ridiculous. So Jezebel Jett was a love interest for Batman and was able to find out his identity, identity that way, love interest to, uh, to Bruce Wayne. And I was like, hey, you're kind of out a lot and have weird bruises. And then found out he was Batman, and she was actually secretly working for a the Black Glove criminal syndicate. So, you know, the kind of seduce him and, and find out that way. I hate when that so happens. So you're going to seduce Batman? No. Um, <laughs> probably the most likely one for Light's actually this next one is uh, Ra's al Ghul. Just followed the money. He was like, man, Batman's got a lot of gadgets. <laughs> and then just was able to trace where the money was going. Be like, oh, yeah, it's got to be Bruce Wayne. <laughs> His daughter, unrelated to that, Talia Ghul, um, happened to see his face when he was tending injuries after a fight. So keep your goddamn mask on, Batman. <laughs> Bane recognized his mannerisms and movements at a party he attended. He happened to attend the same party as Bruce Wayne and was like, wait a minute, that's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that feels insane to me, but sure. Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing my list here. I know. Despero somehow took all the knowledge of all the villains from the evil Justice League version, I forget what it's called, and all the knowledge he gained happened to include some of the other villains on this list that who knew about, who knew about, who knew who Batman was. Killer Moth apparently went through, did a whole bunch of plastic surgery to make himself look like Bruce Wayne to infiltrate the manor because Bruce Wayne was rich. And in that scheme, while, you know, after infiltrating the manor, happened to stumble across the Batcave. He's like, oh crap, he's Batman. <laughs> And then uh, my favorite one is uh, the villain Wizard in a plot with the Justice League swapped bodies with Batman <laughs> and then just casually took off his mask to find out who he was. <laughs> nice. There's a body swap Batman storyline. Oh, yeah. Had, it received modest reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it was the, the series Identity Crisis, if you're ever interested in actually looking it up. Personally, I love Freaky Bat Friday, but... <laughs> <laughs> So that is a big disadvantage of Batman is that he's very well known. Like his per, his secret identity is known and his like, like both Bruce Wayne and Batman are very well known. Whereas Light Yagami, people know his killer persona, Kira, but they don't really know Light Yagami. He's just like a normal kid. Yeah, like it's just like a high school. Like it just goes to high school. <laughs> and then Agent 47 doesn't really like people don't really know he exists. Yeah, I, I was I was looking. It seemed like more he was getting a reputation by like you know later iterations of the series, but like yeah, generally less known. It was always very funny to me. There's this like six foot two, super pale, bald dude with a bark on the back of his head <laughs> that somehow managed to blend in everywhere. Yeah, I mean like his mo is that he kills people, but then everyone always thinks it's like an accident. So like his targets die by accidents, so they don't even like know there's a hitman around. Yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to decide how to even approach this fight, or like how to begin it. I guess, who is who is the most noticeable? I think you are. I think Batman is. Or did you say you're going to start as Bruce Wayne or as Batman? I figured start as Bruce Wayne. Well, if, if we're doing a longer time frame, you'll be swapping between them anyway. That's also true. So are we sticking with the uh, the event? Because if it's the event, then I imagine like 
I just imagine like a scene in my head of Bruce Wayne, like giving a speech on stage or something because he's like sponsoring the event. And then Hitman or Agent 47 is in the crowd somewhere. I don't necessarily know where Light is. Yeah, Light would Light would definitely be like in the crowd or something. Yeah, 47 is already like dressed as a caterer or something. I guess Light, Light would be like hanging out with his school friends or something. Yeah, the problem is if... There's no method in the in the park where we find out who each other. I don't see the way that we figure out who we, who each other are unless like Batman unless Bruce Wayne goes change the Batman and happens to get seen. Right. Once you change into Batman, we both Well, I I would know I would know to kill you, but So, let's start with let's start let's do it this way. Maybe we figure out what the likelihood is we figure out each other's identity over time and then do the scenarios of if this identity is found out by this person, how does that play out? Okay. I do think that um, one of the disadvantages that Light has is that he does need to know the face and the name, uh, whereas Batman and Agent 47 don't really need to know the name at all. Like they can, as long as they know that someone, the person is trying to kill them, they can kill them. Yeah. Batman just punches the face and, you know. It's kind that of... is very true. So maybe, maybe the most likely scenario is that you guys get into a tuffle before Light Yagami's even like legitimately involved because he would just stay away until... Well, he either gets found out or he doesn't. <laughs> I think the tough thing with Light to me is that, like, he's not going to just start writing down random people or something, right? Like, no, he he couldn't really. Like, the way he he dealt with the detective in the show, L, was he, like, I don't even know how he, I don't remember how he, like, first got suspicious of him. But he, like, started talking to him and, like, trying to bond with him. Oh yeah, he found he found the well. Actually, it was his dad was the his dad was part of the task force. Oh right, and yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he had the connection to L, and so he became part of that. So the the real thing is how like Light would probably try to become like Batman's Robin. <laughs> right. So bet so Light knows that Batman is investigating him. So he's like, I need to learn his secret identity somehow. I'm gonna infiltrate his operations. That would actually be pretty, that might be, that would be pretty sensible because what Light would probably do would be like set up some criminals and then like be like, I'll help you, Batman. And then he has already written how they'll die and then he'll, he'll make it look like an accident so he's not a straight up murderer so Batman doesn't like screw him over. But like, you know, they'll be chasing, be like, I'll help you, Batman. And the robber turns a corner and just like smashes his head and falls off a roof. And he's like, oh no, he died. <laughs> <laughs> how is this endearing him to Batman? <laughs> Well, he would be acting like he's trying to be a good, like a, you know, he's trying to be a psychic. They'll, they'll die by accident. He won't murder them as far as Batman knows. But you have to make it seem like you were responsible for catching them, but not responsible for the death. Correct. <laughs> which I think is, which I think is in Light's wheelhouse. No problem. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, he spent, he spends like 40 episodes trying to catch himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. So if Light become if Light works on becoming Batman's Robin... How suspicious is Batman? How long would, how long does it take Batman to take a new Robin under his wing? Or how likely is it for Batman to see through his ruse? Mm. Yeah. He is, I hear, the world's greatest detective. <laughs> yeah, but also the world's greatest detective was L, and he lost. <laughs> mm. It took three of the world's greatest detectives to bring light down. <laughs> Maybe we should have said spoilers before this. <laughs> I said I'm not, I, I'm not worried about spoilers. The this, this show came out 20 years ago. Okay. I will say that Light does suffer from pretty major hubris. He is very overconfident. He does. I, I think it'll be like, it, it feels like, to start, start putting numbers to things, it feels like it's got like a 75% chance success rate. Like, 
of becoming Robin. Yeah. I mean, he fits the profile, and he's very—he's pretty good at acting. Yeah, it's it, maybe it's enough out of character. It's like seventy thirty. I'm just trying to figure. Like, I feel like he's not an orphan, is he? Batman's big into orphans. Uh, no, he does have his. He does have his. He definitely has a dad. Hmm. I don't remember what his mom does. His mom's around. Oh, he's even got a sister. That might hurt his chances a little bit. Sixty-nine, <laughs> thirty-one. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't really have a sob story. That is, that is true. Like, it is, he is very, like, much, like, he's prep school, top of his class. Like, his dad's got a top detective job. They're pretty cushy. But he is very dedicated to fighting crime. Just, like, in he's a more... big on justice. Yeah. Big on justice. It's just the killing part is where you guys differ. <laughs> My gut is that it's, like, a 50-50 proposition. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Percentage-wise, it's hard for me to come up with a number... I think it does seem pretty even, but I don't. I'm trying to decide if I think it sways one way or the other. I still feel it's. I still feel it's pretty favorable to light, but I'm okay coming down more to the middle. I mean, Batman is. They don't really portray it a lot in the movies, but he is a very good detective, and he like does tend to prepare for everything. I, I was laughing. They were as an example of there. There are like legitimately good examples of his detective work, but one of the ones I saw was there was like in the um the DC animated you know, various series. There was one where um, he discovered Superman's identity by literally just like putting a tracker on his cape when he wasn't looking and then following him back to his home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's also, you know, and I didn't want to go into it, but I'm sure there's lots of examples of just like Batman getting lured into very obvious traps by the villains. Yeah, I would, I would go, I would go 50-50. Yeah, I could say, i say it goes either way, probably. We can do a, a slight lean, look like 55-45 towards light. Yeah, all right. So, and I'll say it's decisive one way or the other. Like, if either of us figure out our identities first, there's no real chance to, for, you know, I'm, I'm not beating Batman in a fight, and Batman is a human <laughs> with a heart. <laughs> right, a heart and a face. <laughs> okay, so so that's that, that's that one. So now we have, let's say Ben and Chris, let's say you two, Batman and Agent 47. How do they, what would their investigation interaction look like? For a second, I thought you forgot the number. <laughs> I did too. I don't know. I think we are both physically, like, strong. I think you might have the advantage just because you have a suit on. So if it comes down to, like, fist fighting, then you'll win. The bat suit, I believe, is, is to a point reasonably, you know, protection from bullets. Yeah. I mean, my thing would be, like, I would get up right like point blank and shoot you probably or like stab you or something or poison you poison is actually a good one yeah i would also probably disguise myself as someone close to you or i guess not close to you it'd be like one of your workers (laughs) he would also be robin (laughs) (laughs) he'd be robin he's just a six foot two super pale dude (laughs) it's like a crop top and like tiny short shorts (laughs) robin why are you two inches taller than me (laughs) Aren't you? I told you not to buy those platform shoes. Aren't you like nineteen? What happened? See, I guess, I, I guess how I differ from Light in terms of me infiltrating like Batman's life is Light would be like your closest friend, or you pretend to be your closest friend, as in Robin, where I would like become one of your like employees that you don't know. Yeah, this also it'll be like probably the way you talk. The more likely is Agent Forty Seven would just go to where crimes are happening where he expects the actual batman and then just try to take batman out without ever figuring out he's bruce wayne 
Yeah, because I don't need to know you're Bruce Wayne. I was going to say just almost going the other direction say that he would figure out who Batman is and then kill him while he's Bruce Wayne without Bruce Wayne being able to like figure out who he is, right? Without knowing there was a threat. Yeah. I think your biggest obstacle is figuring out that there's someone trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Well, outside of the normal realm of people trying to kill Batman. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Is Batman used to is Batman used to like disguise shenanigans from like, I don't know, the Riddler and the Joker and all this crap? Do any of his villains use disguises? Um I feel like there's ones who can like shapeshift maybe are there any shapeshifting there's like like sandman but that's a little more obvious he's made out of sand <laughs> <laughs> i'm googling now because i'm trying to think i mean there's gotta be like enough plot lines of, of like oh there's especially hush. bruce wayne adjacent ones hush, hush counts hush i don't know anything about hush the po- i guess the point i'm making is batman is generally going to be alert even if he doesn't know specifically Agent 47 is after him, because there's just a lot of baddies after him all the time. That's true. You'll you'll be more alert than the normal person. Yeah. So what do you think the chances are that you'll figure out that I'm trying to kill you? Because I guess that's the turning point. I mean, even if you figure that out, then it's still like it's still not a clear win for you. My I'm I'm going to say it's in favor of Batman. Under the rationale that in addition to being Batman, he also is just a billionaire who I'm assuming has, at least to keep up pretenses, has a security-like detail of some kind. Well, Agent 47 broke into the White House, so... Well, yeah, yes, I mean, that's fair. But there are people trained to look for that sort of threat who would be around him. Yeah, but I would be one of them. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, height check. Is everyone suddenly six <laughs> yeah, who's, foot two? Who's six foot oh, two? damn it. <laughs> I, would, I would say like, I don't know, 60-40? In favor of Batman? In favor of Batman? Um, I am okay with that, I guess, because he is more perceptive and like on high alert. Yeah, he, he, would, be, he would be a difficult mission for in, in, the hit, in the Hitman bonus DLC. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. God, now I'm dying at the idea of a like Hitman DC DLC where you're like assassinating superheroes. Oh, that would be cool. It'd be awesome, <laughs> but so dumb. Anyway, you heard it here first. TM 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 trademark copyright it. It'll, it'll be the, the Hitman three D parentheses LC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it's it's uh, me and you, Chris. If we were investigating each other. Hmm. I think it's harder for me to get close to you because you don't have like just random people working for you. And it's harder for you to get close to me because I don't really keep anyone close to me. Can Asian 47 look like an Asian schoolboy? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't remember G- <laughs> I don't remember Jimmy being six foot two. And super white. <laughs> Light starts working with the police department, right? So I could I could do it that way. Yeah. The question is, is Light more or less perceptive than Batman? This is where the hubris, I think, could come into into play, maybe. Yeah, well, it depends. So Light doesn't have as much experience dealing with villains that are trying to kill him. But I think he is on high alert with detectives trying to figure him out. So he is aware that Batman is trying to is trying to find him. Yeah, he's also pretty, like, just paranoid well, I mean, for good reason. He's a, he's he's under people trying to find him as a murderer. He's America. He's a uh, the world's most wanted. So yeah, he's definitely very not, not trusting and very solitary. Yeah, he's more perceptive than the average person. I don't 
compared to Batman, I'm not sure. It would kind of just be like if ever if he ever sees like your head tattoo. <laughs> Like, if he ever sees the barcode yeah. on the back, I think Light would figure it out from there pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, in the games, they tend to not cover it up with his disguise. It's just because it's an iconic thing. I feel like he, in real life, he would cover it up. <laughs> it's a really tricky interaction between those two. It is. It really comes down to whether whether Hitman, whether Agent 47 knows who Light is. It, I, I think if he's actively hunting Light, then Light doesn't have too much of a chance because, like, if he's infiltrating... Light's house, he, Light's not going to figure out his name before he gets shot. Yeah, so I guess the result is, what are the chances that uh, Agent 47 will be able to figure it out? And I don't necessarily know what method he would use to do that. I mean, I guess he would try to get you to kill someone somehow, and then try to figure it out like that. Like, use clues from the way that you killed somehow. Yeah, it'd be like a, it'd be like a typical police investigation, almost. So, I mean, I think because that's how we did it with batman versus light is the chances that batman would figure it out i think agent 47 is worse than batman at figuring it out yeah and i think there's less opportunity for and i think there's less opportunity for light to get like in it with agent 47 like i think light would be doing more like research on like the organization as opposed to trying to like ingratiate himself with hitman i think going for the robin play is like the low-hanging fruit that actually just is bad for him yeah i think with Agent 47 is going to be a lot more cautious. Or I guess he'll, like, they'll be a lot more distant while he investigates. Yeah. I have no idea in terms of percentage. <laughs> I don't know. This one, this, one feel, this one feels more 70-30 to me. In favor of who? In favor of Light. I just don't see the, the realistic path that Light gets figured out. Yeah, I don't really... I mean, I guess it depends on if, if Agent 47 has intel from his organization, from the ICA. Because would they... I guess in the game, technically they would have told him. Probably the way the probably the way the probably the way Agent Forty Seven gets light is when Light is pretending to be Robin, and in that escapade, <laughs> shoots Robin. Yeah, so that's in the case that you and Batman are fighting first. In the case that we're yeah, like, fighting we're first, we're then. like we're yeah, we me and Batman are are in the middle of our you know investigating each other, and then you happen to jump in in the middle of it. So I think. Agent 47 is at a disadvantage if he's fighting anyone first, but if he's fighting someone second, then he has the advantage. That that feels reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll leave this one 70-30 and then adjust, and then we'll do the, the secondary scenarios here. So then we have, I should really just have a, like a form for this by now. You say that every time. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet, though. <laughs> All right. So whether Batman or Robin comes out on top, Hitman has ha- probably had a good amount of time to prep and look for those clues and investigate and whatnot. So I guess really the the question would be, would Light pick up on Hitman on on the Hitman's presence during all these missions and ha- be starting up the investigation? Doesn't seem as likely to me. I, I think it's seventy thirty the other way. Yeah, I think you'd I think you'd be really focused. Like he really just focuses on one thing, Light. So if he's focused with batman 75 25 sure yeah yeah so i think it's yeah if if we've if there's been a whole bunch of adventures that hitman's been watching batman and robin go at it and then suddenly there's just a robin left and batman's dead i think they'd be able to put the pieces together from that or just be hunting robin anyway yeah and then if batman figures out that light that robin is light and takes them out would batman has a higher chance of noticing that hitman was around and i think batman has a better chance of just 
winning a, a straight up fight. Batman was advantaged before. Is, is this one maybe 50 50? Would he be distraught over the betrayal of his protege? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a long term protege because Batman does not wait very long between, hey, you're Robin and here's the Batcave. Hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Welcome to Bruce Wayne Matter. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You know what? You make a compelling argument. <laughs> I think if you if uh, Batman was focused with uh, light that gives Hitman or that gives Agent 47 time to like work his way up the ranks of disguises. Do you think it'd be Alfred by the time that uh <laughs> He looks kinda like Alfred a little bit, maybe. Alfred, when did you get so tall? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think fifty fifty is reasonable. Sure, I'll go with fifty fifty. Alright. Next up, Batman ha- now now we're back now we're past the scenario where Batman's defeated the Hitman fairly early on. So it's Batman versus Light. Does much change? I don't no, think I so. think Light still has a pretty big advantage. Well, it would be the same. I mean, my advantage would be the same as it was before if, if nothing's really changed. Well, I think it, it, would gives, be... it would just give you more time to research. It, it also, I would say, that feels like getting through that whole situation would be a great way for Light to prove himself, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe, <laughs> just up, maybe just up the percentage, like 10%, like 65, yeah. 35. That's kind of what, what I was thinking, yeah. And then it would be if Hitman defeats Batman... If Hitman defeats Batman, will he dress up as Batman? <laughs> Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. I'll gain the advantage that way. You'll think it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> it's just it's just like it's just Batman, but he's also got just like two inches of exposed midriff. <laughs> I don't know. Is it just the same? I don't see this impacting this one ours 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 too much. I, I don't think so either, yeah. That one feels about the same. I'll just put you the same as ours of the of the seventy thirty as if we as if Batman had not been there at all. <laughs> all right, now with the scenario where um, Light has figured out Agent Forty Seven's name, uh, and now it's up to Batman to to bring down the murderer. So now it's probably now Batman has a time to investigate. So it probably just flips like fifty five forty five in your favor. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. Because now he has clues and stuff to go off of. Ex- exactly. Yeah, maybe maybe even forty six. I'll give it forty sixty. Watch this thing just come out dead freaking even. It's going to. I'm just <laughs> waiting for it. I think I'm probably going to have the lowest percentage, Agent 47, but I think you guys might be pretty even. Yeah. And then this last scenario is um, Hitman has defeated Light and now is going after Batman. Does it make any difference? I, I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I think that one's the same. <laughs> I have such a weird presence in this fight that I don't fucking matter because it's just so separate. <laughs> All right, all right. Now time to time to do uh, the calculations here. Math, math. (laughs) Oh, we are missing. uh, We are missing one number. Actually, the likelihood that we start in the ways that we do. Oh, um. I think the least likely, or the most likely, is Batman and Hitman kind of just have at it. I was gonna say that the most likely was Batman and Light because of the whole detective killer thing. I was going to agree with that too, actually, because because Hitman's Hitman's kind of a more of a like wild card in the situation, right? You have a serial killer and a detective slash superhero; those pair off pretty naturally. Batman is essentially just L from the show, so yeah. I've said it. I I I, I typed in forty five percent chance for like most, you know, nearly half the time, Light and Batman will go at it first. Next one most likely, Light's kind of out of the picture for a moment, and. Hitman and Batman have at it without bothering to figure out secret identities. Uh, 
35%, and then the least likely 20% is uh, light and Agent 47. Yeah, I agree with somehow that. Somehow decide. That, yeah, that checks out. Because I feel like Agent 47 and light wouldn't really know that each other exist in the beginning. All right, that's the number. I, I, was, I was multiplying things out. I'm like, this is not going to add up to one. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Unexpected results? Unex- unexpected results, based on our discussions here. Yeah, it's got to be correct because it adds up to one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the, the the multiplying all those scenarios and their likelihoods together here, the least likely to win is Batman. Oh. With a 29.48% chance. The second most likely to win is Light. What? With a 35.24% chance to win. And the most likely is... Agent 47 with a 35.29 percentage chance to win. 0.05 (laughs) percent. I I think what it probably comes down to mostly is that the most likely starting point is Batman and Light. That's true. And Light is favored but then Agent 47 is favored. Yeah, the most most heavily favored that we put in was um, Agent 47 figuring out Light as Robin. And that alone accounts for 18.5 percent of um the scenario so 20 percent of every scenario put together is that one so one in, you start with a one in five chance to win and then we just average out from there still this wheel looks pretty even pretty even yeah it's base it's basically a three-way toss-up it's 35 35 30 with with within percentage points which is kind of cool because it is probably like this yeah. yeah all right chris give it give the wheel of final determination it's awesome spin can you guys see it I can see the wheel. Sweet. Here we go. Spinning the wheel. Oh, oh I won. Oh, I won. It is Agent 47. <laughs> yes. Fine. I think this is the first time I've won with the wheel. I think you've been favored multiple times, but yes, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it go down? Okay, so I guess... They're not on the battlefield, but Hitman or Agent 47 has been observing both of them. And he has noticed that Light Yagami has been dressing up as Robin, trying to infiltrate Batman. Meanwhile, Hitman has been working up his ranks within the Wayne Manor. He has become a butler and then he worked his way up from butler to like security guard or something. And then eventually Batman... Oh, who should win this fight between you two? <laughs> I'm going to say Batman figures out that that light is a, is a ruse and he punches him in the face, putting him into a coma. Yay. <laughs> and while Batman is distracted, Hitman has become Alfred and he serves Bruce Wayne a drink, but the drink has been poisoned and Bruce Wayne drinks his drink and falls to his death. <laughs> and then unrelatedly falls to his death <laughs> from the balcony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was an accident. Before the poison even has a chance to work, he slips. <laughs> oh, this clumsy oaf. <laughs> All right. I think it is time to move on to our would you rather question. All right, Ben, are you ready for would you rather? Yes. This one will be quick and dumb. Would you rather... Burp bubbles or fart green fumes? Oh. Burp bubbles or fart green fumes? 
so fumes. I was I was going to say okay. My my gut reaction, huh? Both of your gut reactions <laughs> is to go with burp bubbles because burping, although it is considered you know rude if you're a little a little too vigorous about it, it's not something that's particularly frowned upon. But there are lots of situations where you may try to sneak out a fart where people would get upset about you farting, right? People are in general more upset about a fart than a burp. I agree. So burping bubbles, I think, would be quick, quirky and whimsical, whereas farting green gas would raise a lot of questions and probably make people quite upset with you. Yeah, I was going to say that the bubbles makes the burping actually more playful and enjoyable. Exactly. That was my first thought because I was imagining it as like a soap bubble. But imagine what a burp bubble looks like. It's got to be like off yellow, right? Like a little bit of... It's a, little th- it's a thick bubble. <laughs> I still think like the green fumes makes the fart worse. Definitely. They, they, they both get worse. I think that the green fumes is more of a like badness increase. Yeah. I mean, generally people do try to hide their farts more than they try to hide their burps. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's also like, have you ever seen that um, <laughs> the video of the, when someone's going through TSA at the airport? And they're like on the thermal cam and they fart. Oh, yeah. Farts go far, like way further than you think. And it's <laughs> a lot more like aggressive than you'd think. So I think a sudden release of green fumes would cause panic <laughs> while a burp is like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Instead of, oh, God, he's got a gas bomb. So how, how do you think the frequencies between the two compare to each other? Like, how often do you burp versus how often do you fart? I fart way more often than Definitely burp. Definitely more farts than burps, I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's not looking good for burp. It's not looking good for farts. <laughs> yeah. Is there any plus, is there any good thing about the farts or advantage to the farts? The way it feels doesn't change. I feel like burping a bubble, like, I don't dislike burping. <laughs> like, you know, burps feel good. I don't, I'm at, they'll be a little gross if it's always, if it's bubbles. Is the bubble going to, like, float into the air? Or is it just gonna like sink onto your chin? <laughs> oh, that just like slides down <laughs> while maintaining surface tension. Okay, that was that was probably the most compelling argument <laughs> you could possibly make, and I think I'm still leaning burps over farts. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to land on the same page. It's just it's the burps, it's the burps for me, boys. <laughs> so that'll do it for our regular schedule programming here. Uh, If you enjoy the show, leave us a review. Click on the whatever button is in your particular podcast player and be like, wow, love that shit. Five stars. Do that. Then after you've done that, like, wow, I love that shit. I wish they would do the thing that's in my brain that I've been thinking about all episodes, but they can't hear me because they live in a podcast. But we don't live in a podcast. We also live in email. So if you email us a question at absurdhypotheticals at gmail.com, we will see it and can do it on the show and you will be immortalized forever. We also live in the YouTube comments. <laughs> we also live in the YouTube comments. Yes, correct. You can also just like click right. You're already on the page. You don't have to go anywhere. It's just tippity tappity with your little fingers and it goes boop, 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 question mark, post. Oh, that's a good question. The boop, 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 question mark. And it'll go in our, it'll go in our spreadsheet and then it'll go on the show and it'll be awesome. And I'll have to spend like four hours Googling whatever is in your brain. But after you've done that one, you still have one more task to do. 
Hop on to www.patreon.com slash hypotheticals. Become a patron of the show for just a singular dollar in the month. You get access to all our bonus content that we make exclusively for our patrons, our good pals. And uh, yeah, we release a new episode every month. And it's just there specifically for those of you who have given us dollars. So check that out. And as always, feel free to join us next week when we answer the following question. What if you could perfectly train dogs? Mm-hmm.